0: You're listening to the audio-only version of American RVer. To see the video podcast, go to AmericanRVR.com and click on the video link for the show on the homepage. It's time for American RVer. In this show, Peggy starts off with a Friends Across America segment as she speaks to Jim and Cheryl Roberts, full-timers who spend some of their time on the road as wagon masters and tail gunners for adventure caravans. We get some insight into working on the road and some of the destinations they've been to. Next, LED lighting is becoming more popular with RVers as prices start to drop. Jim looks at a G4 LED light and why you might want to replace your current halogen lamp. Finally, for our tech tip, Ed Cowan of Alliance Coach shows us how to pack up and prepare to leave a campsite. So sit back and relax and enjoy this edition of American RVer.
1: Welcome to this edition of American RVer. Thanks for joining us. As an RVer, one of the things that I know that I like, and I'm sure you do too, is to see things along the road as we're traveling. You know, we're not necessarily destination driven, although that's real important as well. But you like to stop along the road, maybe see some roadside attractions, maybe you've done some research and you see a factory that you wanna tour. Well, my guests this month, Jim and Cheryl Roberts, have found a way to not only see those destinations along the way, but also have found a way to help pay for some of those things. So thank you for joining me today on American RVer. Our pleasure. So I notice on your shirts that it says Adventure Caravans and I know that's as a wagon master and you were a tail gunner for them as well. Yes. That gives you the opportunity to go to some places you wouldn't normally go to.
2: Adventure Caravans has a lot of opportunities. A lot of caravans, a lot of uh, mega rallies, providing opportunities and new, new avenues for guests to really appreciate what this country is all about. We're so busy that we don't really have time to see everything and with the caravans especially uh, you get a chance to see so many new attractions uh, so many things that in years past we had always driven by. You know we're in such a hurry you know I can relate to people going on vacation and they have two weeks and you drive a gazillion miles see everything, see nothing, and you have to get back to work to go to rest and rest up because you're wore out and you really didn't see anything and we were used to be in that that very same mode Uh, since we've been been traveling uh, full-time and and working for adventure caravans we have seen so many new things, so many points of interest places that we would never have stopped before that now are our primary in our travels and we don't travel long distance when we're not working for adventure but there's so many things to see and enjoy Um, Now,
1: How long have you been full-timing?
2: We've been on the road now three years.
1: And what influenced your decision to become a full-time RVer?
2: We had kind of talked about it and and we had through weekend camping and vacations and the like we had met a lot of wonderful people and many of them were full-timers, full-timers yes. yeah and you know so the, the conversation would get it would always center around what is your lifestyle like what what do you do what do you enjoy and pick their brain and try to learn some of the things that prompted them to go full-time if you will and we both really started getting the bug and and it took us <laughs> six years to get ready okay to go full-timing because there's a lot of little things that you don't think about, that you take for granted yeah. when you have a home and, and you're in the daily grind of, of the work schedule. And there's a lot of the little things that it just automatically happens. It comes in the mail, you pay the bill or whatever, and it's taken care of. When you're on the road, it's a different story, you know. If you rely on the mail to get all your bills, whenever you finally get them, you're always going to be past due. So your credit is going to be terrible lots of little things that in in we're very slow and methodical in our in our investigation and planning I'm more so than Cheryl is uh, and I'm the
3: impetuous one okay <laughs> I'm, I'm, I was ready to say when he said it okay let's go get rid of the house we're going you
2: know I'm, I'm more we had
3: to work towards it I'm more right.
2: detail-oriented and so it it I like to plan things and look at things and look at it from a lot of different angles.
1: Now, did you start with Adventure Caravan as soon
3: as you started full-timing, or did no. you take some time for yourselves and tra- travel around we a little bit? We traveled about a year before we yes. ran into some people that were working for Adventure Caravans. And the more we talked to them, well, within two weeks, we had made up our mind. Of visiting with them, that this was what we were going to supplement our time with, since we were going to travel anyway. Right. We might as well, you know, and really enjoy it. And we both love people. Right. And meeting new people. Yeah. I mean, you have to be people orientated, and we love meeting new people, and it just seemed like the right fit for us. And where then are some of the places
1: that you've gone to and that you've really enjoyed? Oh my goodness. It's a long
3: list, isn't uh, it? it? Yeah, yeah, it gets it's, longer every year. And,
2: and every time the catalog comes out, Cheryl says, well, I want to go this one. I want we, So we, we make up, they, they send us out paperwork for us to identify what we'd like to do next year mm-hmm. and the year after. And the list just gets longer and longer and longer. And and the catalog keeps growing every year with more things to do, more, more opportunities to really enjoy this country. So where are you
1: going this year?
2: when we we're gonna we're taking our our caravan to Alaska it's a 61 day Alaska trip. Oh
3: what a great amount of time. Um, We're going to be at the Calgary Stampede for the opening ceremonies which and the parade which we've never done before so we're really excited about that and all through Alaska and Canada and Yukon Territory.
4: So
2: yeah we'll be that's that's 61 days it starts the first of July so we'll be back before before labor day
4: mm-hmm.
2: probably get back in the states after labor day because we'll spend a little more time in in canada
3: i don't know if we could say we had a favorite we really enjoyed doing west coast of from oregon down to california mm-hmm. loved that loved going through british columbia right. into victoria doing what they call the sunshine coast up there I mean, we stayed in all these parks that were right on the water. You Just have to take a ferry gorgeous. over to get to Victoria. Oh,
1: yes.
2: Four ferries.
1: Four
3: ferries oh that that we were on. Yes. And that's an experience. Jeez, let how, let me tell
1: many, you. how many uh, coaches were with you when you did that? 18?
2: We had 18. <gasps>
1: Do they all
3: fit on one co- one ferry? Some, some 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 of the ferries were smaller and mm-hmm. we had to break the group up but a couple of them we got all 18 of them plus an awful lot more people yeah. at the same time. <laughs> it's unbelievable.
2: And we were it was it was funny in in uh, when we were up in Vancouver area and they would they would see the the caravan they'd see all of us because we all had the adventure caravan stickers on. Right. And they would stand in awe and and look at us because they had never seen one coaches this large. They're not accustomed to the big ones. they're the class Cs are more more Command. prominent up there. Mm-hmm. so seeing all and all of us traveling together, and they're full of questions and and asking a lot of things, you know, and they were they were very pleasant to be around, a lot of fun. Um, but it was it was quite an experience. Uh, it was it was beautiful. We'd go back up there in a heartbeat,
3: yeah right. It's <laughs> just uh, beautiful country. just up there. beautiful. I I can't even, I couldn't even begin to describe. But then again, we love Branson. We were there, I mean, New Orleans. There's so many places. Every place has all these wonderful things to see and do. And Adventure Caravan gives us the opportunity to see things that we wouldn't normally have gone to see. Now, um, what do you mean by that? Well, there's like when we were in Oregon, this one really got me. We were driving along the highway and there's this sign and it was the Oregon Oregon Interpretive, Interpretive Center. Center. There's this little sign on the road. I would have never traveled 5 miles off the road to go see it. Once you got in there, it was actually on the Oregon Trail and it was oh. so interesting. It was right. a an museum. And would you have stopped if you saw this little sign? Yeah,
1: probably not. I have a destination not. in mind. Right. I say well, I don't have time you to read take the sign. CSI interpretive
2: trip. center. What does that mean? Right. It doesn't really tell you anything. And in right. there, they had, they had uh, full size, uh, covered wagons. wagons. They had the horses and and oxen and everything. And so you got to see Just what the settlers. Really- had to go yeah, through. Yeah. So
1: the old pioneers versus the new pioneers.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. That's exactly <laughs> yes. right.
3: And that that was that was you know, just like something um, that we would have never even done, right?
2: We went uh, well, when we did was, the, the Northwest USA. We started in Salt Lake City. We got up in Pendleton. Did you know that there are there are tunnels under the city of Pendleton? No. There's where a where a whole people underground. used to live. It's an underground. Where wow. people used to live. The Orientals lived there many years ago and a lot of the businesses were connected by the tunnel. There were taverns under the city and so you could go into the bank, drop below the city, go have a drink, go back, finish your business in the bank and no one would be the wiser. Oh,
1: that's too funny.
2: Plus they also had... especially houses where men could have entertainment with the ladies you could get to that by going under the city and
1: what is it now is it used at all or is it now just like a tour it's a tour. Now it's just a tour but it, it, it's
2: they're all they're all been re re-established and you right. can tour but never knew that that existed sure. um there's so many things like that when you when you look at the caravans and you look at the mega rallies for instance last fall we did the the uh, Branson Mega Rally. We were there, it was 11 days. In 8 days we did 22 shows.
1: Oh, that's a lot.
2: And some of the shows were at the convention center at the campground. Ah. Plus we had we took took our guests to dinner. We'd bus them to dinner or we'd have meals catered in. It's an all inclusive package. Well, to do 22 shows in itself (laughs) it's a tremendous variety of shows sure. plus you know one of the shows was a was a paddle boat cruise dinner show
3: mm-hmm. it was
2: an outstanding it actually moved so it wasn't just get on the boat and sit there at the dock you know you really right. got to be on the water and enjoy it they put all of these things in and it it makes a, a package that that is so exciting and so enjoyable because there's a tremendous cross-section of activities and things to yeah. enjoy and that's us, that we love every bit of it, and seeing all of these things but makes I, it great.
1: But I do have to ask you, you were a tail gunner first, yes. and then you became a wagon master. Yes. What are some of the responsibilities of the tail gunner and the wagon masters?
2: There's a, there's a major difference, and, and that's one of the features that, that makes the caravan so popular with adventure caravans. When you have a tail gunner, the tail gunner is the last one that leaves the campground. Before we ever start the caravan... Everybody meets at the campground. The tail gunner inspects all of the rigs. Oh. We're crawling underneath. We're checking suspension. We're checking tires. We're checking all kinds of okay, things. Okay, I
1: don't want that job. Trying to find
2: <laughs> things that put, potentially could cause a problem for our guests mm-hmm. along the way. And if those can be uh, addressed and fixed before we leave the first campground, then we recommend. We can't tell them that they need to. We recommend they do, but it's to avoid problems. Um, so And so there's the inspections throughout right. the caravan and, and the tail gunner follows is the last one and he follows behind. If anybody breaks down or they're off, pull off the side of the road for lunch, you pull in and you stay with them. You never True. you never leave, leave the last gift, you ne- the guest, you don't leave them stranded. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure they get to the destination. Now
3: the wagon master's job is more administrative type work. Uh, they handle making sure all the reservations are taken care of so the next place we go everything is set our our cruises are okay our motor coaches are set up we pay all the bills and mm-hmm. just kind of be the administrative part of the of the caravan oh, okay so so you're not always the first one in line well, yes uh,
2: we, the we, we are, masters always we will are, always oh, be okay. the first one that leaves we'll leave before anybody else does and yeah we'll check uh, if there's intermittent stops we'll make sure the arrangements are made right. that, that uh, the tail gunner then will pay for them he'll have the money and pay for it whatever so we're we're out in front making sure that everything is in place for our guests so that it all fits together and and, every, and they have a great time so the the job responsibilities are different mm-hmm. to say one is more important than the other i would say the wagon master because of the administrative side because you want you your guests to have a good time but if a guest breaks down, that tail is important because they're gonna be there to help them in, in whatever right. way. Uh, right. We never leave our guests.
1: Now, did you always travel in a Class A? No. As an RVer? Nope,
3: we started out with a fifth wheel. Okay. And we really enjoyed the fifth wheel. Um, as we went along, it the Class A became more practical for, for us as wagon masters and tail gunners on the caravans um it was just one of those things we've always been fifth wheel people so and right. but you know when we go on the caravan we have everything from a class a fifth wheel travel trailers uh
2: class c's and class, c's, class b's
3: class mm. b's pickup camper truck you know okay. pickup camper right
2: there's no restrictions there's no restrictions
3: at all whatever the whatever only thing you can't like. do is a tent yeah oh, okay that would be a little difficult that, in some of the places that,
2: that we wouldn't go. work
1: right but yeah, it's better to be self-contained. And right. we
2: stay we stay in, in very nice campgrounds. Top-quality ones. Uh, yeah. And we're constantly changing them, you know, as we travel.
3: If we find somebody new that's better.
2: New features right. to add into the caravans or whatever, or a better place to so stay or whatever. So all the
1: wagon masters bring all this feedback yes. to uh, the company, yes. and right. then that goes into play for the
3: next And time. we also yeah. take, right. uh, from our guests, things that they might want to see, right? Uh, new caravans. Yeah, they have always fun. have new caravans they're developing. Good. And good
2: places to eat. You always have hey, to have good that's, places that's to eat.
3: That's the truth. yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: I can remember when we did West Coast America, I ate, I ate my weight in clam chowder from uh. <laughs> Tellingville, Oregon, down, down to California. Because right. every place you went, they said they had the best. Well, somebody has to try it.
1: Yeah, so and make that determination. That's it may exactly as well be right. you. Right. <laughs> yeah,
2: I volunteered. Yeah, you know?
1: well, thank you guys for taking a few minutes out of your day to... Tell our our viewers all about Adventure Caravans and your experiences. We we really appreciate that. Well, thanks (laughs) for the
4: opportunity. It was great. Thank
1: you very much. All right. Well, listen, if you want to find out about Adventure Caravans, you can call this number, and Jim will put that up on the screen for you. And uh, maybe we'll see you down the road sometime. Thank you so much for joining us on this segment of American RVer. We'll be right back.
0: We'll be back with a quick look at LED light assemblies. Alliance Coach in Wildwood, Florida, is a full-service RV facility and dealership. Customer service is what sets them apart. Being a Monaco and Holiday Rambler dealer, Alliance is participating in the Navistar Big Payback Sales Event. Buy an eligible new Monaco or Holiday Rambler Coach and get a rebate from $5,000 to $15,000. Call Alliance Coach at 866-888-8941 or visit their website at alliancecoach.com for further details on this great offer. Hurry, this rebate program ends on May 15th. Hi, I'm Jim Gritch and this is our product segment on American RVer this time. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about LEDs. Now LED lighting is getting very popular in general and of course it's getting more popular in the RV area because people that like to dry camp don't want as much amperage or voltage to be used so they're using LEDs to keep their batteries um, up longer. And so, we're going to talk a little bit about LEDs, like the one I've got in my hand right now. A little background first, the LED actually was invented in 1907, believe it or not, and it started to be used as indicator lights, and that didn't happen until around the 1960s. I believe GE was the first to use these red indicator lights that were LEDs and led stands for light emitting diodes so if you didn't know what that was now you do Um, leds are becoming very popular in lighting but they are also popular in televisions of course a lot of the new flat screen tvs out are leds and they have a superior picture and they look really good now um what we have here that we're gonna be testing out today this is a uh, an LED that's called a G4 it's a replacement for the G4 halogen bulb and um, basically it's a a wafer and it's got nine LEDs embedded on that wafer Um, it comes in three different color temperature ranges and the temperature range is called Kelvin that's what they measure that by and um, there's 3000 to 3500 and that is a warm light Kelvin Uh, 4000 to 4500 Kelvin that is a natural light and then 6000 to 6500 K which is this one that I have in my hand and that's actually a cool white and many of you that have taken out your fluorescent bulbs probably have seen on it cool white. So this is about the same temperature and color as some of the fluorescent bulbs. Um, These emit about a thousand just, I'm sorry, a little over a hundred lumens of light which is uh, pretty compatible to the halogen bulbs. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to uh, take this and we're going to insert it into our fixture, pull out the old halogen and see what the difference is. Now G4s, this particular one as I mentioned before, one inch in diameter and uh, this one has right angle pins on it so it's more robust when you're putting it into the socket and so um, of course with LEDs they're uh, more shock resistant, They um, they last longer than incandescent bulbs do and they're much cooler. And also, when you dim these bulbs, they actually keep the same Kelvin temperature so they don't change color as you're dimming them. Of course, they get down to a certain level when the voltage is too low, and then they'll go out, uh, which is similar to the halogen. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna change out one of these puck lights, because this is what this bulb, and uh, I'm sorry, the LED is for. So when you change out your halogen bulb, you definitely want to use something to grab the bulb with if the oil from your fingers gets on the bulb, then it will not come, come off, and the bulb will probably um, fail the next time you put it in. So we got that one out. The, the LED is not quite as susceptible to that type of thing. Um, we're gonna just take this, it's got two pins. We're gonna take the pins and stick it into the holes in the socket, and just push it in and it's a pretty easy change out and these particular LEDs are a little bit smaller so it's a little bit easier to get them up into the socket and so I got that into the socket all I'm going to do is put the the lens back over it and twist it and it's done quick as that easy to change now let's go look at the difference between the LED and the halogen okay we've got the one LED replacement the one on the other side is actually still a halogen bulb and we're going to turn up the dimmer and see the difference in the two now you'll notice first thing is the color is different and that is simply because I've got the 6500 K 6500 Kelvin lamp LED light whereas the other halogen is actually a warm color light. So there are three different colors that you can get in that particular LED. So you see that when you dim, it still will dim just like the halogen does. And the cutoff is almost, almost the same. It's very close. So if you do have dimmers, you don't have to worry about that. And um, it makes it nice because then you can adjust the level of the light and it still functions properly so there you have it a quick and dirty look at led versus halogen in these puck lights now keep in mind this is for a g4 socket so um, if you have another different socket a t1 or whatever um, it will take a different type of led and of course you'll have to get the proper led for your particular fixture. So, I just wanna let you know, one of the reasons we're telling you about this is because on American RVR on the website, we are now carrying these G4 uh, lamps. And you can get them in the three different color schemes that I had mentioned to you before. And um, so, believe it or not, they're only $5.95 per LED, which we feel is a really good price, and we negotiated a good price for these. And um, all you have to do is go onto the website on uh, number four on the little dial it's on the top you'll see cool stuff click on that the LEDs are right in dead center on the page and you can order them from there and um, I think it's a great replacement for what you've got already in the coach. And a lot of people are changing them out, and I know a lot of people have many of these puck lights in their ceilings, so (laughs) this may be the time to change them out at this price. And that $5.95 also includes shipping, okay? So keep that in mind. So, there we go. There's our product report for this time. We'll see you again down the road. It's time for a tech tip, brought to you by Alliance Coach in Wildwood, Florida. Hi, Ed Cowan from Alliance Coach
4: Corporation here in Wildwood, Florida. Today we're going to get ready to leave our campsite. We've had a wonderful time and now we're going to prepare to go. One of the things you want to check is make sure all your lights and stuff inside the coach are off. The closet doors are closed, cabinet doors are closed. This light got left on so we'll reach up, turn it off and then secure our closet door. Make sure it's closed, and then check cabinets. Left the cabinet door open, we'll close that, make sure everything on any shelves or anything are secure and when you come out of this room, moving forward to the bathroom, just shut off the lights, you're not going to need them. Now we're moving forward in the coach, we're in the bath area of this coach and we want to make sure, number one, we shut the faucets off because now the water's already disconnected from the outside. Make sure the faucet's off, make sure you secure your shower doors. All right, and then as you leave, once again, make sure cabinet doors and uh, compartments are all closed and secured for your travel. We'll move forward in the coach again. As we're walking forward in the coach, we're now in the kitchen area, living area, and you want to check both sides and all the cabinets again. Well, we noticed somebody didn't lock the refrigerator correctly for travel. So we're going to go ahead and close that. Make sure all your cabinet doors are closed dinette tables, anything like that. Make sure they're pushed in and secured. On this side of the coach, this is an extension that we have to push in and secure for travel. Make sure it's latched. Got a plate laying here on the counter. As we travel, it's going to go on the floor. So we'll take that and put it up and put it away. And then close the cabinet door. Also, We have our little knick-knack here that we like while we're camping, but it's not going to travel well. So we need to go ahead and put that away. Close any drawers and doors, and then close the cabinet. And then just take a visual inspection of what's around and make sure that everything's ready for travel. If you have any questions, you can always contact AllianceCoach.com or 352-330-3800. Thank
0: you. Thanks for watching this month's Tech Tip, sponsored by Alliance Coach. For the best RV sales and service center in the Southeast, call Alliance Coach in Wildwood, Florida at 866-888-8941 or go to www.alliancecoach.com.